All right, everyone, before we kick off today's episode, we have to introduce our incredible sponsor, Champions Round. Whether you're already a fantasy player or you're just trying to become one, competing with friends doesn't stop at the final whistle. Neither should your fantasy league. Champions Round is building the arena where your favorite sports and athletes are always in play. They're the only round-based fantasy sports game, and better yet, they break up the season into small chunks so you have even more chances to draft your perfect team and, of course, more chances to win. You could do your mock drafts, play with friends, family, or even us, your draft queens. So run, don't walk, to download the Champions Round app on the App Store to play today. What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. Hi, Michelle. I don't have a lead-in this week. <laughs> That's it? That's all you got? Hi, Kate. What's up? That's all I got. That's all I, I got. I like it. We're just... Yeah, this is this is how we're starting this episode this week because it's been yet another big week, yet a lot of big energy, yet another week of a lot of big energy, um, and we have we have a lot to get into yet again. But I don't know if I have a lead in this week because it's been such a crazy week in terms of uh, the political climate and just the way of the world right now. And not Bernie to mention Sanders football. memes. Don't forget about Bernie Sanders. Memes. Oh my God. The internet is a wonderful and wild place. It's like, <laughs> it is the mantra of West Virginia. Like it is wet and wild or whatever. Wonderful. Wet, wild and wonderful. What's the, what's the state mantra of West Virginia? I don't even it's know. Where did that wild, come from? <laughs> wild and wonderful. I think that's what it is. And that's oh. how this week feels. It's wild and wonderful. With We've you. We've made it here into earballs on a Friday. And uh, we're looking at a big weekend here. We've got NFC finals. We've got AFC finals. We've got tons going on across the sports spectrum. So what are you, how are you feeling today, Michelle? How is today doing for you? Today is doing great for me. I I feel wonderful. Uh, You're right. Everything going on in the world just feels like a fresh new start. Finally, January 20. Well, we're recording on the 21st, but it feels like, yeah, it feels like a brand new day. Took took 20 days for us to get there into the new year, but it's a good thing. Uh, And yeah, you know, there may be less football games week over week, but sure as shit doesn't mean that they're not just as exciting. I'm very excited to get into it. And, And recap last week's games. It's so much easier yeah. to recap last week's games when there's only four of them than to remember all of the things that go on when there's like 25 games oh, a yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are like, and, and, they, and the nice part of this time of year, like I love January football because usually on a Sunday, you can't watch it all. It's just not possible, even with red zone. Like it, you can't have your attention <laughs> focused across every single game. When red it comes zone anxiety to, is, is yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then when we get to, like, um, obviously AFC and NFC finals, but when we get to divisional championships and titles, you can watch all the games. And that, to me, is very special. It feels like you can watch football all weekend, you see it all, and everybody in real time, like, I don't know if you're having this, this experience of, like, your friends are texting in real time, tweeting in real time. Everybody's watching at the same time. It's yeah. it's a magical thing. It's a magical yeah. thing. It's true. And, you know, we should kick this show off by saying that last week we gave you our predictions. And Kate so kindly recalled that we got every single one right. 
We got four for four. I mean, four for four, and we even picked an upset. I kind of feel like the Bucks were like the underdog in that game, but we went four Weirdly, for four. Yeah. Weirdly, right? yeah. Actually, the Bills. Well, no, I don't think the Bills were an underdog, but I am very happy that we do not As have to I. watch the Ravens anymore. Goodbye. I, I know you have so much hate for the the Ravens, but hey, you know what was even better? They were held to three points. Three, three. That's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible, and it makes me happy. <laughs> It doesn't make me happy, though, because we lost to the Ravens. You know what I'm saying? It just makes the Titans look even worse. It's that it's that double it's that double standard right there. Right. It's like, do you want yeah. your team? The Titans lost to them. So do you want that team to like go to the Super Bowl and win? So you can be like, all right, we lost to the Super Bowl champions. Or are you bitter? And you're like, I need that team to lose immediately. So, yeah, uh, exactly. In, in this case, they lost immediately. But I hear you. I mean, in the case of the Ravens, I'm okay with them losing immediately, but it's just kind of a bummer. It's like, if that's the showing you're going to put up, then why not just th- toss the Titans in there? Just throw them I in the know. ring. Why don't I know. You? I know. But you know what? I don't think the, I don't think the Titans would have beat the Bills either. I think the Bills are just either. like, you know, they're, well, now, now that we're down to, you know, four teams, they're all the team to beat. But man, the Bills are just like on the up and up. I, like, I just yeah. feel like they get more exciting every game to watch and the team is just meshing and... I mean, they're to me. That's the team. That's the team to beat this week. I think. I gotta tell you something. Something that I learned this week that okay. is very uh, revelatory about the Bills, because uh, okay, there are very. I mean this lovingly because I know that there are Buffalo fans for a fact that listen to this, but I do mean this as like not my personal opinion, but a larger opinion about the Bills that I think is felt more nationally which is like the buffalo as a city offers us very little outside of like wing sauce aside from wings yeah (laughs) aside from wings like that's where my head goes that's where i feel like people are like oh buffalo rocks because wings you know and football too to a certain extent um but something i learned about bill's mafia that i think is really fucking dope is that they have been donating the fans the fans have been donating to the teams they beat uh, a charity that's near and dear to their hearts in the playoff run it's awesome so i feel like I'm, i'm gonna get my facts wrong here unless i look it up but something like they bill's mafia raised 150 grand to a charity of lamar jackson's liking after they beat the ravens that's, That's awesome. Like the nicest football fan thing I've ever heard in my life. I know. And compare it to like, do you remember the videos? <laughs> the videos all I can think of is, like, is all I think is like Philadelphia like burning down because Philly fans are the worst. That's what I'm thinking. No, no not even that. The the Bills vi- Bills Mafia videos of people jumping into tables. Oh, into tables. That? Hey, you know what they got? Who- these they got it down. They've got a balance. They got that they got, they got that balance down in Buffalo. Like, yeah, we're gonna jump and we're gonna smash tables, but we're also gonna donate to your charity if you lose. Well done, Buffalo. Well, I wanna look it up because it's so cool. Um, Bill's mafia donations. It's even it's more than if this whatever this headline is is correct. It says uh, Lamar Jackson thanks Bill's fans for donating over three hundred and sixty K to his favorite charity two days wow. ago. 360000 just to one charity? Yes. Wow. To Blessings in a Backpack, a nonprofit charity that helps provide food to elementary school kids on the weekends who might go hungry without the help. That's amazing. Are you kidding me? Like, big fucking shout 
to all of the Bills fans listening. That was like my revelation. When I when I had thought of Bills Mafia, I was like, okay, it's really cold and like they have dope tailgating and they all jump into tables and like get knocked out cold and they love <laughs> football and they have great wings. But on top of that, the most awesome part is they are just badass awesome people. So big shouts. Way to go, Buffalo. Um, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, I didn't even realize, but I did do oh, that. Yes. No. Oh, um, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Well, speaking of money, uh, Kate was in some money games last week. She didn't, she, not in the likelihood of, of $360,000. It's a little too rich for our blood, but we'll, we'll, we'll give you, we'll give you our two cents a little later on, uh, on, uh, on DFS. But Kate, how did it feel to have some skin in the game last weekend? Uh, it felt really good to build my own lineup based on your advice last week. So yeah, I did build my own DFS lineup, actually two of them, and uh, one one that was built on an existing DraftKings account, DraftKings, DraftKings account, DraftKings, not us, uh, and then one on our DraftKings account on DraftKings. So uh, yeah, I will get to that. I, I think we'll talk about it later in the episode, so stick around because you don't want to miss my epic lineup that I built. Um, but it, fun, b- before we, what? I was going to say fun uh, fun fact when you when you share a uh, when you share a draft kings account with your fellow draft queen, you sometimes <laughs> get very confused on Sunday when you look at how many contests are live, and you are like, wait a second, do I have a gambling problem? Because I don't remember making all these teams. I was very. <laughs> Very confused. That and was the two of us. Especially because you and I didn't talk about it before. You'd like normally you'd be like, "Hey, I'm gonna make it." I didn't even expect to see it, and I got up on Sunday, and I'm like, "Let me just check my teams, see how I'm looking going into Sunday." And I'm like, oh, "Why are all these? Th- what's going on? How did I enter all these contests?" Um, it- that was me. That was me. Sorry. <laughs> and I also, um, I don't know where that money's coming from, so I think I owe you three bucks or something. Oh please, or- oh please. It, it's it's it, it goes around a big circle. We're fine, but we'll but fine. we will talk about <laughs> DFS a little bit more. I just had to share that funny antidote. We'll talk about Kate's team. We'll talk about funny who we got antidote. coming up for next week. Uh, and speaking of next week, we've got the championship games. We've got the Bucks and the Packers, aka the Battle of the Bays. That's what I'm going to call it. Not Bay like Beyonce, like Bay B A Y. Everybody get it together. That's cute. That's cute. And then, did, did and you come up with that? I don't know. It just kind battle of rolled the bays? out. Of, yeah, it just came out of well, Tampa Bay, Green Bay. I just kind of battle the bays. Why not? That's actually very good, Michelle. I think Thank you, you should put a coin on that. Oh. Copyright that. All right, battle the bays. TM for me. Uh, that's our NFC Championship game, and then we've got the AFC Championship game. Those Buffalo Bills going against the Chiefs, like. This is going to be such a fun weekend. So do we talk about like in we've been doing longer opening segments just because we have look backs to do and like predictions for the next week before we get into DFS at the end of the show. Is now the time we talk about not just predictions for next week, but talking about last week, like the things because I would like to talk about just briefly a that insane Patrick Mahomes concussion. That's number one. That and number so... two, Drew Brees and what happens now. Like, those are the two things I want to talk about now before we get into the rest of the show. You know what well, I mean? Well, we, we certainly can talk about all those things. Um, I That Mahomes thing was so weird. Like, the whole thing to watch was so strange because it wasn't like your typical, like, helmet-to-helmet hit. You know what yeah. I mean? Where you, like, kind of see it and you're like, oh, shit, that is not good. Yeah. 
when this happened, like the play happened in real time and I didn't really think anything of it, you know, and then they showed it again and you could zoom in on his face and see how out of it he was. But I was like, he didn't really get hit that hard. It wasn't until like the second or third time watching it, you just kind of saw his body like get like weirdly contorted and and must have like messed with his neck. But man, it was scary when you watched it back Mm -hmm. and saw his face and how he couldn't even like stand up. But at the initial play, I was like, wait, what happened? That wasn't even that bad. You yeah, you're right. It's usually like helmet to helmet or like a very distinct shoulder to helmet or something that's like high impact. He really just got like he got tackled and hit the ground hard with his head, right? I think that was what happened. Like if you looked at like the way his like back and neck kind of were, I think like I think like he really got like the wind seriously knocked out of him, but that's, I think, why he looked so wonky when he got up. But then, I mean, look, he's in concussion protocol still as we're recording this. So clearly, mm-hmm. it, you know, it was not uh, it was not right. And it, look, it's got to take a lot to keep Mahomes out of, you know, that game. I was shocked. I mean, I was really like, I will say the replays like kind of reminded me of Boink and like a, a whiplash moment if you're in a car crash like yeah. he had a little bit of that it wasn't like direct impact it was like the whipping and like his back contorting I think he just got a bad with the ground like he had a bad yeah. bad uh bad reverberation from <laughs> when yeah we hit the turf I mean I look don't know. That game was crazy, right? Like, that game was definitely close. I thought that the Browns had a chance to win. I thought, honestly, the Browns, like, had a, had a pretty good chance to at least keep it competitive. And then when, which they did, and then when when Mahomes went out, I was like, oh, shit, this is this is mm-hmm. where Kansas City's going to go down. Leave it. Leave it to Chad Henney to come in and, you know, start, Great like. job, Chad Henney. Right? And, like, rushing, getting that big first down. I mean, I, like, everyone in Kansas City had to be just holding their breath when they saw Chad Henney come out on the field. I was. I was. I mean, what do you expect from Chad Henney? Not a whole lot. I haven't heard that name in a minute, you know? You just hope he doesn't, like, lose the ball. because, Like, you just, like, just hold on to the ball, sir. Don't do anything else. Yeah. And on top of that, if we're just, I mean, if we're talking about the Chiefs, I um I have I have found the respect that my Eagles friends have for Andy Reid. Holy shit, some of that play calling. And I don't know if you caught Tony Romo like talking about that one play call where it was a shotgun and then they weren't even supposed to snap the ball. Like it was supposed to be to draw someone offside so they didn't have to go for fourth down. Do you remember right. that play? Yes. That was so unexpected. And put so much trust in Chad Henney that I was like, wow, Andy Reid, respect. Thank you for that. And I'm I'm on board. I'm on board with Andy Reid. Yeah, I mean, way to hold it together. That was, uh, yeah, that whole that whole end of that game. Kansas City was obviously pissed after after, um, you know, uh, uh, Mahomes went out, you know, rightfully so. I think they saw their their season like just dwindling in front of them. There was definitely yeah. a lot of yelling and screaming and there was a lot of not very happy um, guys out there. But man, they, the Browns had a chance too. the Browns had a chance like, oof, that if, was a nail bite. If you ever you if you were ever to have a chance against the Chiefs, that, that would was been your it. that was it. That was the chance. And yeah. I expected a much bigger game from Baker, generally speaking. You know, he really, like, a touchdown, an interception, nothing nothing really to write home about. I don't mm-hmm. know. They just, they had the chance. But, you know, look, 
Kansas City came a long way this season. There was no way they were going to let that one go, um, you know, without without Mahomes on the field. So they live to see another week. And, uh, you know, even as we're recording this, I think Mahomes will play this week. You know, like think, it, seem, yeah. it seems like he's – look, he's still in protocol. Like they have to follow the protocols here. You don't want to – I mean, especially Mahomes. You don't want to – you don't want to injure this guy long term and, and, and make matters worse. But um, – you know, he's taking some snaps in practice. He's not 100% cleared by, you know, the team. Uh, so who knows? Maybe you'll see Henny, but uh, I, I I doubt it, you know. Well, if we're thinking about Chiefs, who, I mean, for this week, before we get into the next matchup, Bills or Chiefs? Who takes the AFC? What do you think? Honestly, I'm going Bills. I'm going Bills. And it's at, and it's at Bills or is it at Arrowhead? Do you know offhand? Uh, let me tell you, it is. Da, da, I think da, it's. Da. It should be at Arrowhead. Think, yeah, it's at Arrowhead. I think it's in. Yeah, I think it's in. Yeah, Kansas it's City. at Arrowhead. You know, Kansas City has had some fans. The Bills finally got you know some fans in for, um, for these playoff games. But I don't know. I, like my, I guess this is a bold prediction. But my bold prediction is, the Bills. Okay, so we can agree to disagree. I think if Mahomes plays. <laughs> It's just, yeah, that's where I'm going Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. Oh, boy. I just uh, Oh, boy. The Bills just have so much momentum. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that the Chiefs don't, and I agree with you. Like, you know, Mahomes is, 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 is he's Mahomes, you know? But Josh Allen ain't nothing to sneeze about. And, you know, he and Steph Diggs <laughs> are like a one-two punch. Um, neither one of these defenses is great. Um, but each have like the ability to, you know, sort of step up and pressure, you know, these quarterbacks. Um, I don't know. I, I, I look, I look for it to be a very exciting game, you know, to be honest, like, yes, having Mahomes back will, will, will change this a bit. Um, I hope to see a little bit more scoring than we saw, you know, in the chiefs game last week and the bills game for that matter, you know, respectively, the Chiefs scored 22 and the Bills scored 17. Like, I think the I think the over on this game is like fifty some odd, or the line on this game is like fifty some odd points. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Give me give yeah. me the over. Give me lots of points. Um, but I'm I'm going with the Bills. It's gonna be a fun shootout. I Pat, mean, like the, Patrick it's Mahomes, be fun. pick pick out your uh, your charity because the bu- the Buffalo Bills Mafia oh, is gonna be donating to it. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, shots fired. Well, I say Chiefs, you say Bills. Let's move on to the NFC. So before we get into Bucks Packers, I just want to talk about the legend Drew Brees and what happens to the Saints franchise from here. Um, I mean, I was listening to some coverage. I mean, of course, after the game, Drew Brees was playing uh, football with Tom Brady's kids. It was so cute. The cutest thing ever. It was adorable, like what a class act, and he was on the field for two or three hours after the game actually ended. That, to me, feels like an instant signifier that he's done. You know, he's savoring that last moment. He's spending it in the best way he possibly can. And if you look back at his legacy, right, he transformed through Hurricane Katrina. Like, he played through that time when... From the coverage I've heard, I haven't been through this, but back in the day before that, during that, after that, like coming off the heels of Hurricane Katrina, folks were showing up to the field with brown paper bags and just had no faith in the Saints. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of a shit show. And then Sean Payton and Drew Brees 
started to turn the franchise around along with other the other players and just like brought the entire expectation to a new level. Yep. And that is a really awesome thing for the game. And so I personally will be sad to see Drew Brees go, but I think he's gone. I think that was the end. We saw I the last feel two the hours on a field. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I, I, I think like, you know, it would have been nice for him to go out on top, but I also don't think he's the guy that's going to force it one more year you know what I mean like and look not for nothing like you know uh Jameis Winston threw a touchdown pass so you know it's not like they're it's not like the Saints aren't starting to look forward to a world um where they don't have Drew Brees obviously they lean on Taysom Hill they've got Jameis Winston they started getting him involved you know talk about being able to learn from one of the best I mean these guys have been you know primed by you know like an icon so I, I I agree with you I don't see a world where you know, he's coming back. Um, you know, they put forth their best effort. They didn't make it to the Super Bowl. I don't I don't think he's the guy that's going to come back just to get to the Super Bowl or just to have a better last season. I, I think I think he's going to be done. And I think, you know, like you said, I, I think, you know, they're um, they're already sort of looking to what that future state is. And with guys like Taysom Hill and now, you know, Jameis Winston, like, Hey, yeah, you got to you got to start from some scratch, you know, in a way, but it's not like you got nobody, you know, ready to to go yeah. there. Well, I will say I think um Drew Brees is probably in within his era for for the moment, like folks playing within his era at QB. He's number 2 far and away. Number 1 is Tom Brady. And so which leads me to NFC Finals, Bucks Packers, how that is going to play out. It, Bay versus Bay, or whatever you said earlier. Like uh, I said, the Battle of the Bays. Get it right. Come on. <laughs> Come on. What get it a together. Brilliant name. Like first of all, brilliant name. Second of all, if we're playing each other, is it ba- Battle of the Bays? I don't know. Yeah, don't know. it is. It's just a different. That's what I was saying. This is the this is Battle of the B A Y S. If you and I faced off in some sort of challenge, it would be b-a-e yeah like that's where we're at so whatever you know you can use it in multiple ways i like it uh what are you thinking for bucks packers what are you thinking here what are you thinking here it's in green bay uh it's gonna be cold under normal circumstances i would be like you know they 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 well home field advantages of course we get it and they 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 again small limited amount of fans but still fans it helps but a lot of times when you talk about Green Bay having the home field advantage you're talking about it because of not just the fans you're talking about it because of the weather the cold the snow etc cetera, etc cetera. but you know mm-hmm. what they're playing against Tom Brady uh note to self he played in New England his entire career the cold the snow all that shit doesn't doesn't it doesn't scare him. It doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? So I think that advantage, you know, is sort of a moot point, you know, against someone like Brady um, because he's used to it. He played his whole career in it. It's just it's just this season that he's got like 70 and sunny at, at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, does that mean that you're going bucks over Packers? <sighs> this is a long pause, but yeah, I'm going bucks. I also I have disagree. to go. I also have to go. But yes, this is going to be so fun. We're, I love this. This is. I disagree. This makes, this makes it more fun when we're when, look. The, I I feel like I'm taking the underdog for sure. Like the Packers are at home. Everybody talks about Aaron Aaron Rodgers MVP. I get it. Fine, fine, fine. I'm not saying that the Packers aren't good. They're a great team. I just feel like the Bucks are going to show up and they're going to 
come out guns blazing, and that's going to be a little bit tough for the Packers to handle. And, you know, I don't know. I'm going Bucks. That's that's where I'm at. I respect your opinion as my <laughs> fellow draft queen and friend. I am definitely going backers on this, and I will tell you why. Um, it's Lambo. Lambo has never been played in in an NFC final before, which I feel like is historic. Wait, how is like that even possible? I am almost positive there was some stat that flashed across the screen after either the Bucks or Packers game last weekend. And it was like Lambeau has never been the place for NFC finals only. Like just for NFC finals. Really? I, that like seems crazy to me. Uh, I can fact check myself later. Just correct me. But I'm pretty sure. Beyond huh. that, whether it's Tom Brady or not, I mean, remember the end of the Patriots dynasty against the Titans? And the very sad little interception throw that ended yeah. Tom Brady's time in, in New England. What does that have anything to do with this game? I'm confused. It could happen again. I'm con- it could happen oh, it again. It could happen again. Anything could happen. Anything could but he happen. Had a, That's so random. No, no, no. There's no, no connection he, there. That's a reach. There is a connection there because he had a whole team behind him in the AFC finals at the time. and he And they all played in snow. I think he's going to have a real problem when it comes to having Mike Evans in the snow, having who's made of glass, having Chris Godwin in the snow, having everybody in the snow. Hopefully it snows because that would make it nice and I know. fun. We're, we're basically hedging yeah, our bets we're basing on, it snow. on snow. It, it would be pretty fun. <laughs> it would be pretty fun. So I hope it dumps. But, you know, I, I'm just I'm going to go Packers because it's a home field advantage. And if it snows, it snows. It's going to be really tough for not Tom, but I think the rest of the Bucks will struggle. That's fair. That's fair. The you know the 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 other I will continue to battle this. No, um, but they they have a good <laughs> run game too. That's the thing. Ronald Jones can run. Leonard Fournette has actually sneakily shown up Aaron in the second Jones. half of the season. I know. I'm yeah. just saying. Very. I, even. I have way more faith in Aaron Jones than I do in Ronald Jones. Go good. Okay. <laughs> I'm picking the Bucks. I'm picking Tom. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl halfway through. So how silly would it be if I chose against them now? I'm not gonna do that. Listen. No, you can't do that. I think you're <laughs> doing the exact right thing. And I I love a good, friendly competition. This this feels good. This feels this exciting. This will be fun. There's no way we're going to go four for four this week like we did last no. week. So we got to make it more interesting. Let's go. Let's go. This was a fun intro to the show. Let's go. I think I that's the perfect way to segue to the huddle. All right, it's time to huddle up and give everybody all of the headlines from the week. Kate, your favorite time on the clock, 60 seconds to tell the people what they need to know in the sports world. And beyond, because our and first beyond. headline there is, might be, there is, might be something. is a sneaky one. You snuck it's, something in there. I did, but it's important. It's world news. Yeah, it is world news. All right, so um, count me down and I'll take the first one. All right, ready, Kate? In yes. three, two, one. Joe Biden is the 46th president. It had to be said. We had to put it in there. 
Um, Sarah Thomas will make history and become the first woman to officiate a Super Bowl. Get a girl. In cricket news, India won the Border Gavaskar Trophy this week after a cracking performance with Australia at the Gabba, whatever oh, wow. the Gabba is. We're going to get into that one. After 16 years with the Chargers and last season with the Colts, Philip Rivers has finally announced his retirement from the NFL. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo just became the greatest goal scorer in the history of soccer with his 760th professional career goal. Wow. After some opposing players disregarded new league rules against unnecessary conduct on game nights, the NBA is moving team security into midcourt area to dissuade hugging and handshake violations. And finally, with five seconds left, after a total of 40 seconds of fight time in 2020, Conor McGregor returns to the UFC this Saturday to fight Dustin Poirier. And there goes our timer. Nailed it. There is some interesting tidbits in here. First of all, yes, I realize that the Joe Biden news is not sports news. However, it just felt like we needed to report on it in the huddle. So we just had to put that in there. Welcome, Joe. Welcome, Kamala. I'm very happy. That is as political as we were. Get, we will get here. But there's some other, like, when you, <laughs> in cricket news, I was like, right, because we report on cricket news. What we is do. Now we do. I, that's a great one. Where the hell did you find that? Uh, I will break this down for you as best I can, which is not well at all. So I was scroll. I was scrolling through Twitter trying to figure out what, why the top headline was India, Australia at the GABA. That's what the headline was. That would intrigue me too. That would intrigue me as well. I was like, I don't care what sport this is. This sounds excellent. And so apparently there was like the Super Bowl of cricket that happened. And it was like a five game match or like five to something game match where India had beat out Australia in cricket. The trophy itself is called the Border Gavaskar. Wow. And I have to be honest with you, I really have, I was trying to read like the statistics or anything about the history and I got so lost because I have never watched cricket and I don't know how to report on this or whatever you call this podcast. I just don't know how to commentate over it. <laughs> I'm just glad that you put it in there because I think it's a fun headline. I'm looking at the GABA right now. And the GABA is the Brisbane cricket ground. And it's commonly known, commonly, not oh. by me, but it's commonly known as the GABA, a major sports stadium in Brisbane, the capital of Queensland, Australia. This is very interesting. huh? Yeah. It, it's well, a I'd huge be- stadium. It's like, it's gigantic. I know, and cricket is a huge sport. It's just a really big blind spot in my sports knowledge network. Like, I don't know anything about cricket, but it's it's hugely popular, and especially in India. Like, I've heard that yeah. in India, New Zealand, Australia, like, it's a real thing, just not here, which is quite I think a shame, because I think it's I, cool. I think we should probably do a post-football season, like, mini situation on cricket because now I'm just intrigued it's like some of it's similar to baseball but like it's not really baseball but like I don't know I feel like we could get into that it's cooler baseball in some ways like they do this crazy ass like throw over yeah like an outfielder throw they the mound is maybe further away there is a mound I think and you can like switch pitchers and like you throw like a crazy like windmill outfielder. style right windmill yeah over, yeah but like not underhand overhand windmill 
over the top and it's like spitting screaming fast it hits the ground it could bounce anywhere and then you hit it with a paddle that's as far as i know about cricket well, I'm really glad that you put this headline in there because I think it's interesting and perhaps we should do a little uh, research at the end of football season and get into some cricket. Yeah, and if anybody knows anything about cricket, by the way, can you let us know on any <laughs> social media, like anywhere, reach out to us because I would love to know about cricket and get the right people on the show to talk about said cricket. So Said cricket, exactly. Another another Cristiano Ronaldo headline. This guy owns all the, uh, all the soccer headlines. 760 yeah. goals. Damn. That's a lot. And that's, that's more than Pele. And more than well, and more than anyone, more than honestly. anyone. That's a more than of, anyone. That's a hell of a lot of goals. I, you know, other things that I don't know much about, but I'm not sure that I want to know much more is about UFC. I guess welcome back, Conor McGregor. Forty seconds seems like all you should spend in that ring. I don't think you should be in there for much longer anyway. Kind of a scary sport, I will say. <laughs> a little scary. I did a teeny weeny deep dive on UFC just to understand like what the heck is going on here. Um, and it looks like most of those fights right now are played in Abu Dhabi. I don't, oh. I think, uh, or somewhere in Dubai or I don't some know. Very, some um, very high class fighting right there. Uh, yes. And so <laughs> I think that Conor McGregor had knocked someone out in 40 seconds last year. And then this Saturday, which will be tomorrow, um, he's restarting his career. He kind of had said, you know, I'm done after the last fight, but he's back as most people go when (laughs) like a, yeah. Anyway, um, now he's playing this guy, Dan Hooker, uh, no, uh, Dustin Poirier, who had just, uh, is it called playing someone? Like, do you play someone in UFC? No, he's, he's fighting. Oh, God. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's just a little scary. It gives you know? me scaries. I couldn't even yeah. watch Patrick Mahomes get a concussion. Like, this is true. If you're a queasy watching Patrick Mahomes stand up after getting hit, don't watch UFC. You need a yeah, higher I, threshold for pain and gore, I guess. This is Yeah, this is another one where it's like, it reminds me of like the Roman gladiator fights. I'm like, I don't want to see anyone die. I don't want to see this. So No. But if there are UFC fans out there... Conor McGregor's coming back. (laughs) I would not like to learn more. I'm just glad you told us Conor McGregor's coming back. Yeah, I'd like like to have a basic understanding of this sport, but right now, I just don't. I just don't. I just don't. Well, the last but certainly most important headline other than Joe is uh, big ups to Sarah Thomas for being the first female to officiate a Super Bowl. That's amazing. I saw her out there last week. Um, Hey, you know what? Mm -hmm. Baby steps. That's a, that's a good step. I love it. I Baby love steps. that she's going to be out there. And uh, while we don't know who's going to be in the Super Bowl yet, we know Sarah Thomas will be there. Good for her. And speaking of football, I think we should do a little DFS, a little teaser, mm-hmm. a little, hey, who do we think's going to be a good bang for the buck this week uh, before we actually get to the Super Bowl? Let's go. And now to round out our episode as every episode, Michelle, we have uh, a, an abbreviated and a bit different stardom sit segment, uh, DFS edition and um, featuring the, my very special heater, which my recording studio is now sitting next to, which doesn't (laughs) make much sense at all. So the hissing disregard, um, 
I, I'm excited to talk DFS, especially because I feel like you helped me after last week's advice, start my own DFS team, which is again, essentially for those tuning in for the first time is just your daily fantasy sports. And you draft a team based on who's playing that day or that weekend, right? Just that day, daily. Daily you fantasy do, sports. Yeah, the, because the games have been Saturday and Sunday, they, you know, there's like different different uh different uh leagues that you can play in. Obviously this week all the games are happening on Sunday, so you're uh, you're picking from Sunday games. So here's the cool part is that I thought if you go on to DraftKings or wherever you go to do your gambling that you have to spend a bajillion dollars and like risk it all. I think I just played in a $3 league. And if you win, there's like a pot of two grand that everybody splits up. And depending on how well you do uh, in that ranking against the rest of the world who bids into this pool, then you get a split of that pie. That was pretty cool. I had I had fun with it. And I love drafting a fantasy team for $3. Like that right? was sweet. Yeah. It's- it's really fun. I really like the week over week play, like I've said before, as opposed to, you know, drafting something at the beginning of the season and then, you know, having those guys the the whole year. It's yeah. really fun just to like kind of dip in each week, you know, go with your gut, see who you think, you know, who you stoked about, kind of pick them up for a week and see how it plays out. But how, how did it feel? How, like, how did you feel? You were doing pretty good for a while there. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, did not win any money. But, um... <laughs> The thing I learned from it, though, A, I drafted Patrick Mahomes, who probably a lot of people did, but going out after the beginning of the third quarter wasn't that great for my no. team. So I think everybody rose to the top who uh, didn't have Patrick Mahomes. Um, how did I do? Let's see here. I was doing really well. My team was Mahomes, Chubb. I, I took a flyer on Lev Bell, just thinking like he would actually play for the Chiefs because uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was out, didn't work out. Jarvis Landry was fine. Mecole Hardman was another flyer. He did fine. Uh, Kelsey, of course, in the tight end slot. And then Kareem Hunt, who didn't do so well, along with the Saints defense. Overall, very fun experience. I also really liked, I think I would maybe get overwhelmed if it were like eight teams, but just or sixteen teams or the entire league, like I mean, it was yeah, really it's fun having a small pool. It's fun having a small pool. It definitely makes it a little bit more interesting for like you know how much money you can spend, and you actually can you know kind of get a whole bunch of really good guys on the team because they have to yeah. be like priced accordingly because there's less people playing. You know what I mean? But I mean, let's just let the fans know you came in about like. You like halfway. You came in three thirty six out of seven hundred ninety two teams. That's for your first time. Yeah, you maybe didn't win anything, but who cares? You came in way better than half these people did. It was pretty fun the first time, and again, like not chalking it up to a Mahomes thing, but I really do think if my any quarterback played the whole time, that I would have done pretty well. And I think I was. Oh, okay, and and. Michelle obviously did. I just got a winner. Than I did. But... I just got a winner emoji. Kate, it's it's we're both winners. It's under the Draft Queens account. That's we're true. both winners. Yeah, but it's I just our, got a it's fun our collective little, money. I got a fun little pop up with confetti that says that I won. I will just say I love DFS. This was very fun. Uh, Baker was one that I bet pretty big on last week. He was probably my biggest letdown in it. But out of four thousand six hundred teams. 
I came in 681st. I will take that. That's really good. That's really good. I will take that any day of the week. So That's amazing. That said, we're going to give you a couple of value picks. Again, no crystal ball, but this is just what we're seeing. This is what we're feeling. Yes, sometimes we choose by emotion. That's fine. Okay, whatever. Just let us live. But (laughs) the other thing to think about is there are only four teams left. Obviously, that means slim pickings to fill a roster. What you do you could, diversify or do you heavy up? It it depends. You, I, honestly, I think it depends. You you kind of do you on that. Who you, where you think there's going to be a lot of points? I think the line on both games. I don't have it in front of me. I think the line on both games is fifty plus points. It means they're predicting a lot of points. So you may want to diversify because they're 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 guessing there's going to be a lot of points scored this week. So um, you know, look at that as one of the things. Look, the other thing is depending on you know, as Kate said, where you where you choose to make your DFS team. Look at things like how many teams can enter. If you enter something to win a million dollars and five hundred thousand teams can play, you better be really fucking good at this because that's pretty hard, you know. So <laughs> as as excited as I am that I came in six eighty one, six eighty one, I only played against like five thousand people. That's a pretty yeah. That's a pretty small you know pot to play in. So when we talk strategy for you know value of the players, there is also a strategy into which contests you should get into. So don't click on the big one that they're flashing in front of you. That's for, like I said, a bazillion dollars, because that means everyone's joining that one. And that's going to be a pretty tricky one to take Mm. home any money. Um, So, you know, spend, spend maybe just as much time, maybe a little less time, whatever, just looking into how each of these contests work, how many people can join, where you have to place to make money you know some of these some of these like everyone makes money some of them you double it's just worth looking into I learn new things every every week I I did one last week that's called a double up so the most you can win is I bet five dollars the most you can win is ten dollars you can't win more than that but you double up if you place within first to whatever kind of thing so if you're decent or you're pretty good like that's like almost guaranteeing doubling your money you know what I mean I am glad that you explained that because the one thing that was very daunting when I logged into DraftKings was I do not know which one to play. Like, I don't know which league to play in because... It's hard. Yeah, exactly. So I appreciate you saying that because I was curious about it. I didn't have a POV on it, and now I do. Now I do. Kind of do a little digging, see who all is playing, and maybe don't click on the fancy headliner with the flashing lights. Exactly. I have done it. I, yes, I get, there's also free ones that you can join and I'm like, but it's free. I'll do it. I'm never going to win, but you know, whatever. Anyway, there's just as much strategy in which contests you enter as there is to how you put your team together in my humble opinion. Yes. And so speaking of putting your team together, I am curious, like who, I'm going to caveat this by saying we have very different opinions on who's going to win this week. True. But... Based on just like who you would start and who who you would sit for DFS, which way would you go? I mean, we've talked about my love for the Buffalo Bills. I truly think that they will win this week, and I truly think that the Josh Allen uh, the Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs is like the best stack that you could have this week. I just feel like those two are they're they're best buds. They click. 
Um, the, they, I mean, the rest of the guys on, you know, Buffalo are a little bit banged up. Normally you'd be like, well, they have Cole Beasley and he's, yeah, okay, but he's a little banged up, you know, and this is, this is to go to the Super Bowl. This is for the big one. So I just see that as a really amazing stack to have this week. That said, they're both going to be on the expensive end and you're probably not going to be the only person that picks them for a stack. So while I think it's a good one to have, uh, I also think that a lot of people may go that direction, which doesn't mean you can't do it. You just have to be, you know, you just have to be cognizant that just because you pick it up doesn't mean nobody else has thought that way. You're going to just be tied with those same people, you know, the whole way. So it's about, you know, if if you do go that route, you might have to get a little bit cute and, uh, you know, uh, tricky um, to save some dollars in some of the other areas and pick up some guys that maybe nobody else had drafted. That's the thing with when you have this many or this few guys left, you know, you really have to pick something super special and unique because everybody's picking from a really small pool. What do you think about, if we're talking about stacks, I mean, you got Josh Allen, QB, you got Diggs and wide receiver. Same. Does the same thing apply in your mind for a Patrick Mahomes-Kelsey combination? For sure. That's like, that is like probably one of the best like tight end QB stacks that you can get at this, at this point in the game. You know, Kelsey is, again, you know, you got to get so, the more that I'm thinking about it, like when you look at these lists, like there's just, there's not a lot of guys. It's like, everyone's good. That's why they're here. It's really the question of like, who is going to be the best and also who might be worth the long shot that you save a few bucks on that maybe not everybody else has picked because the combinations are kind of endless. Like you, you, you have to be different from the other teams to really, you know, step, step out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of stacking either, uh, bills or chiefs. And then we get to like, if you're thinking about running backs, like, my attention kind of immediately diverts to uh, the Bucks Packers because I think either Ronald Jones or Aaron Jones, right, yeah. will have like a really great day if it's snowing in Lambeau. So for the Battle of the Bays, that's where my attention kind of deviates. I, I definitely agree. I think of of these games, that one's going to be more of a running game forward type game not to say that there will not be throwing but when you look at the running backs on either side of these games the stronger running backs are in the battle of the bays um i do know that ronald jones has been a little bit questionable he had some quad issues um he played through them last week which leads me to believe he'll play through them again this week if for whatever reason he doesn't play that obviously ups you know leonard fournette's value um in a big way but i agree with you i think when you look at these two games and these two matchups um, I look, uh, look, these are all throwing quarterbacks. When you look at all four of these names, they're all going to throw it. Um, but Rogers and Brady tend to spread the ball out to many receivers, uh, a little bit more so than Mahomes and Allen do. And then, like you said, when you've got Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, you know, Jamal Williams, like those are the names to me from a running back perspective in that, in that battle of the Bays game. That's, I think where more of the value is going to be in the run game for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, And I can speak from a uh, personal snafu that I really don't think that the Chiefs, uh, I picked up Lev Bell and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is not there. He got no touches, nor did yeah. anyone in the Chiefs backfield. So I would say stay away from that in the running back category. 
Um, and just generally, I just don't think it's a it's a good bet for the Bills either. So I'm with you on Ronald Jones. I also would put a vote of confidence towards Aaron Jones, but yep. pretty straightforward for that. I agree. I mean, and look, when we're talking about, you know, in the air, uh, look, all four of these quarterbacks can sling the ball. They will sling the ball. Um, you know who their go-to guys are when you talk about Diggs and Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill and even Travis Kelsey, obviously, from the, the tight yeah. end's perspective. Sorry, we're we're jumping all over the place, but it's fine. You guys are following along. Uh, there's only four teams, guys. There's only there's four only teams. Four. It's, pretty, it's pretty easy to keep up. I think, look, this where you have to kind of get cute is in the wide receiver end of the spectrum. There's only four quarterbacks you can choose from. There's basically only four, maybe call it five, tight ends you can choose from. Really, when you look at the running backs, it's like four, maybe five, too. The, the, the wide receiver... Rain, you know, place to me is where you might be able to get, you know, interesting and you might be able to draft someone that A, is going to save you some money um, and B, you know, maybe has that breakout performance that sets you aside. Who knows? Does Aaron Rodgers throw a 60-yard pass to MVS? He might. He might. He might. He if has. He has. If if Antonio Brown is not playing for the Bucks, which as of right now, he's injured and is a game-time decision, does someone like Scotty Brown step up? Does that mean Gronk has a better game? Like, we've just said that Brady likes to throw the ball around. If he doesn't have that deep threat with Antonio Brown, who's going to get it? Like, so those are the kinds of things. I think wide receivers where you can get a little bit cute, you could save some money um, and, you know, try to pick something that's going to, like, differentiate you from, you know, the 5,000 other teams that are going to be playing next week. So um, my next question is around timing for this because people are going to be listening to this on a Friday yep. and you have to seed your team or field your team before Saturday morning, before the games start, right? So no. So since, since all the games are on Sunday, you, what you can do in a lot of these uh, like apps is you can reserve a spot, AK, you can like pay your entry fee ahead of time and just make sure that you get in. So let's say that 5,000 people enter a contest. If you wait too long or you try to do it on Sunday, they might have reached their 5,000 cap. That's where I went wrong last week. That you is might... where I went wrong. And that's why yep. I played like the $2, $3 one because I was like, all of these are way too jacked up for me. Yep. And this is the one that's available where I'm like not feeling so horrible about how much money I'm spending. So I definitely got kicked out of or couldn't get into closed out contests. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, we're talking right now you know, you and I are talking on a Thursday. Everyone's going to be listening to this on a Friday. I typically at least reserve or try to look at some spots on Thursday. Um, Friday, you're still fine. Um, but you know, you don't, you can, uh, you could change your, um, same, same as in fantasy, you know, you could change your, um, rosters up until the kickoff. So like if something ends up happening where you're like, oh shit, going into the, afternoon game on Sunday you want to change something you can you know you just have to be cognizant of how much money you have um you know available to you but you can certainly go in there uh, as soon as you're listening to us right now you can go scope it out see what's in there reserve some spots field the team whatever you want to do but you can make changes you know up until up until kickoff that makes sense and really elucidates what the fuck I was doing last week I had no idea um with that in mind, I mean, your time to you can switch in or out anyone in this wide receiver slot through the course of Saturday. Like stay on those like injury reports and yeah. who's doing what, like educate yourselves, 
we will be there to guide you if you need us. Uh, but yeah, just stay educated. It's hard to say right now. I do like in general, I feel better again, similar to what we talked about for quarterbacks, like stacking your wide receiver slot based on that bills chiefs game. Uh, only because I think it's going to be easier to catch the ball. That's purely it. Agree, agree, agree. Well, hopefully that helps. No crystal ball uh, and definitely not as many people to choose from this week. So get a little crafty. Maybe you take maybe you take a bigger long shot this week than you would have because, you know, pickings are, pickings are slim and you need, uh, you need a way to stand out. Here's the million-dollar question, and I didn't think I would ever say this. Who are we streaming for a D? Because I don't have an answer for the first time this season. I don't know. You know, in my my opinion, none of these defenses stand out to me as being like big defensive teams. Each of them have had good defensive outings. I mean, the Bucs against the Saints looked incredible. Like, all those picks, like, they looked great. But that's not something they do all the time. And I don't know if they're going to do the same thing against Aaron Rodgers. Like... From what I'm reading, I see the Buck. Uh, sorry, I see the Packers technically as ranked the number one defense. You know, I think they'll probably be able to get to Tom. I'm sure he'll throw a couple of picks. I just, I feel like, I feel like the, I feel like they should all be ranked the same this week because I don't see anyone personally being a major standout. I really, I think the defense is a, a complete ca- crapshoot this week, in my opinion. Um, which is not an answer so i apologize but i do feel like it's no, a complete it's the shoot. right answer it it's is a, a crapshoot crap the only normal. thing i, I mean, would say it's always a crapshoot but the only thing i would say and i i doubt this scenario is going to come true however if for whatever reason patrick mahomes doesn't clear concussion protocol and chad henney's playing you may want the bills d because they're not playing Mahomes. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm just saying in case it does, then then to me the Bills D sort of, you know, steps up at least a little bit over the others because you're not playing against Mahomes anymore. And then the backup being, I mean, it's it's like really a crapshoot to choose. It's fucking but... picking straws. Like I don't, yeah. I don't even like, and they're all cheap. Because they're all like, you know, they're all of east lesser or equal value to one another. So it's kind of like, you know, choose choose the rest of your team first. Spend a boatload of money. Get the guys that you want. And then when you get to the defense, I don't know, like close your eyes and just pick. I don't know. That's how I Close feel. your eyes and pick. Yeah. <laughs> get your, get your, uh, your bullseye out and start throwing darts. That's for sure. Uh, I will say what we did last week, which was kind of fun. So for all those uh, pet owners out there. Take pieces of paper, write down the team names on it, put a little no. treat. Yes, put a little treat on no, top of you each didn't one. Do that. And no, then have, you yes, didn't. And then have your pet come. Are you and fucking with me right now? We did a. We did. We might have done a couple of things like that just for fun. Yeah, we couldn't decide, so we let the dogs choose some stuff. It means you have a gambling problem. That's what it really means. No, it means we need a a sponsor like a Chewy.com type to sponsor the fucking podcast I was say, because go to that's che- beautiful. Go on Chewy.com, get your training treats, and then, like I said, write Packers, Chiefs, Bucks, Bills on a piece of paper, put a little training oh treat God. on each one, and then let your dog decide for you. I don't know. Now I've lost my mind by the end of the episode. I do not have a retort to that. I think 
it may be time to end the episode. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Now I now I'm at a loss for the words because I was not ready for that. I'm totally Kate thrown Kate through a loop here. Uh, I'm half serious, half joking. It's fun. Chewy.com <laughs> sponsor us and. Yeah, that's how I feel about defenses this week. <laughs> okay, so put a dog treat on it. That's that's the bow on this episode. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Like, I wish I thought of it. But with that in mind, Michelle, I think this is probably the end of this beautiful, wonderful episode. And the next time we'll be talking to you all will be Super Bowl. I we'll mean, know, we'll, know we'll know who's, who's in the Super the, Bowl. Yeah, we're no, we'll know who's going to the big game. That's pretty exciting. I wish we could go. I mean, I, I wish know. we could go. I wish anyone is could that, go. <laughs> I wish some people thing. could go. <laughs> is the Super Bowl in Miami again? I don't know where it is. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We will cover it next week. And if you've made it this far as always, thank you. We love you. You know where to find us on Instagram and on Facebook, actually, and on Twitter, which is my preferred platform of course um but thank you for following along as always you beautiful dqds you and we will see you next week for super bowl coverage before the super bowl in two weeks bye which by the way is in tampa bay thank you <laughs>